God'll get you for that one. Maud is owned by Shout Factory. God'll get you for that, Walter. Is produced for entertainment purposes only. Sponsored in part by Finley's Friendly Appliances. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of God'll Get You for That, Walter. Yes, he will. Yes. Yes, he will indeed. Yes. Today, well, first let's introduce ourselves because yes. you're 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 always going to nail me for that. I will. My name is Tomcat. It's I in my, my it's in my contract. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know we had contracts readily available. That. <laughs> um, my name is Tomcat, and I am joined by my fabulous co-star, the effervescent, the talented, the miraculous, the gorgeous Tony Ober. Yes, it's true. It's all true. Not, hyper, not hyperbole. That is exactly the only amount of compliments that I'm going to give this person today. Okay. Um, <laughs> today we went over Maud the Grass Story. The Grass Story. Which aired December 5th, 1972. And mm-hmm. what a what a progressive episode. You know, I gotta say, this, you know, um, for somebody watching it, like when it all originally aired. I mean, I, I, I this episode I don't remember. Yeah. Um. Maybe I didn't even see it when when it was on. I mean, one of the things that CBS probably tried to do was like if there was an episode that was really, really, really perverse and like not well received, they just wouldn't air it. Yeah. Or yeah. sometimes they'd air it once and then never again, depending mm-hmm. on how much hate mail the, the show got. Yes. But I'm I'm just thinking about somebody who was like you know watching the show religiously. That it was like every week was like something progressive, some sort of progressive some hot topic. Hot topic. I mean, well, that was as we've mentioned in previous episodes. The first season of Maud, B. Arthur and Norman Lear were like addressing these issues head on. The writers and the yeah. writers, the producers, the actors—they all got together and they were like, "We got to make the show as—I uh, don't want to say as political as possible, but like touch on these really, really, really hot button issues." Yeah. And this episode was no different. And as we've also mentioned in previous episodes, um, these issues are still very much talked about today. Yeah. Um, So the short story long is Maud heads up a vigilante group to keep a local youth arrested for marijuana possession out of jail. I'm just going to say it right now. I'm pretty sure Harold Collins was not white. Probably not. I, I do not believe that this Harold Collins child was white. Probably not. Um, and again, race and marijuana and jail definitely play a very intricate part in the way that this episode was. Also, social standing. Because oh, very much social standing. Harold Collins' family didn't have money. Yeah, we don't know what we don't know what his ethnicity was, but we do know that he was it lower can, income. I, I would definitely say lower income. And I think definitely there's implications of yeah, race, but yeah. they, I think they tried to make it as nondescript as possible. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there were a few guest stars. Um, Elizabeth Frazier, I think, came back as Lorraine. As Lorraine. Uh, Joe Campbell. Oddly, though, I didn't didn't notice if she was pregnant. Uh, I think that just... because I, I, I honestly think that that was just a fat joke. Yeah, you think? I definitely think it was a fat joke. Yeah, because it didn't seem that like I mean, the she joke was pregnant was, or maybe yeah, she had the baby. Maybe she had the baby already. You don't know. That, you it's don't sitcoms. Know. Yeah. Time passes like nobody's business. Yes. Um... But also, they definitely use Lorraine to make several, like, plus-sized woman jokes. Mm-hmm. Which, you know... She didn't seem as frumpy, though, this time. No. Didn't she seem she was frumpier? Yes. When we first saw Much her? frumpier. Much M- frumpier. More, like, housewife with the little kids running around. She seemed 
a little bit more put together. Yeah, yeah. The just even her hair. It and may have clothes. just honestly, it may have just been the costume department making yeah. that decision. Yes. Yeah. But interesting. Just interesting to point that out. But yes. Yes. So the episode begins with Maud and Walter arguing. Arguing. How, how unusual for them. Groundbreaking. Groundbreaking yes. for the two of them to be arguing. Yeah. And one of the things that was funny is, uh, you know, figuring out when the, the argument started. When the argument started. Because yes. Walter had said that it started Tuesday night and Maud said it started Wednesday night. Yes, because um, she had made the Mexican dinner that Lee Trevino recommended. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> and she, fig- she figured, you know, he would like that because Lee Trevino is a golfer and Walter likes golf. You know? And that was actually addressed. And I'm, it, it was one of those moments where I'm like, this is a dated joke. Yeah. It's fine. Let the joke be dated. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And of course, uh, Walter couldn't. She was sure of which night it was because she remembered which night Walter had the gas. Yes. <laughs> because that was something that Walter had pointed out. It's like, Tuesday uh, all Tuesday night, all I had was gas from the Mexican mm-hmm, dinner you made. Mm-hmm. And Maud proceeds to say, wouldn't you know if I knew the night that you had gas? Yes. Because, you know, married couples, they do sleep together. Yes. At least, at least that's what we're assuming. Yes. Um, and gas well, we know they Well, we know they do. We've yes. seen their bedroom. We've seen their bedroom. They do sleep yeah, together. they do sleep together. Now, in, in the midst of this... Uh, the doorbell rings and it's uh, the the grocery boy. It's a, it's a salesman, a tomato salesman. It's a tomato salesman. Yes, I've never seen any of those. No, me either. I don't think we'll ever see them ever. Not 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 in our lifetime. Not in our lifetime. No, I mean, I think it happened in the seventies, so we're already past our, the, we're past that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, what is she's negotiating? There's with so the, much going on with the grocery that. boy. All the while, still arguing with with Walter. Also, I have to point out in this episode. Had more people coming in and out. Coming and going. going. It was like a whirlwind. It was like laughing. (laughs) I don't think any of the other episodes prior to this had more in and outs. In and outs and... And everything going on. Yeah, there's a lot. This one. It was it was it was a lot. It was very very crazy to keep track of all the people coming and going. I, I'm thinking like when they were actually filming this, this must have been like quite an episode to choreograph, uh, to orchestrate, block. Well, yeah, to block. To block yeah. every you know the ins and outs. I mean, Florida in and out. Arthur in and out. Carol up, up and down. down. <laughs> you owe me a coke. <laughs> Actually, uh, um, the, the, uh, there was there was a, a bit of potpourri that was that I remember reading where the reason Carol would constantly go up and down the stairs uh-huh. is because her breasts bounced. Yes, yes, I remember. Yeah, we've discussed we've that discussed before. That. Yes, although um, she was kind of, even when she, she was she, she was, was very demurely dressed. She was yeah, very conservatively dressed. Wasn't she in like a, a, a robe? She was a bathrobe. Yeah, bathrobe. so uh, there was not a lot of. Uh, you know, movement in that general vicinity. So the, the, re- the but, reason the reason why Maud and Walter were arguing was because there was a child named Harold Collins, a 16-year-old who works in a grocery seven, store. He was 17. 17, thank you. 17. 17 years old, working in a grocery store, and he had a quarter of ounce of, of pot on him. Yes. Um, and Maud, along with other Housewives. middle-aged, upper, upper-middle-class white women, were going to be staging a protest at... Um, police stations at police stations all around New York um, to, to get arrested. They were they were in protest to, to get yeah. arrested in protest and protest. Yes, and um, uh, of course it was up to Maud to get the the pot. Yes, Maud's responsibility was to get the marijuana. Now Walter, he just wanted to pay for the lawyer 
But Maud told him it was, it was so nice of him, but he'd already he'd already paid five hundred. He'd already paid five hundred to the attorneys. <laughs> um, uh, and that's now. This is where they also now start talking about the different drugs that they're they're taking all oh, throughout I, the night. I want to touch on the tomato thing. Oh yes, please. I do I want to touch on the. We do have to touch thing. on the tomato thing. So the tomato salesman is like standing around listening to these two married cu- this this married couple argue like they're cats and dogs, and Maud Maud was literally feeling the bottom of yes. the container. I don't know if you've been in grocery stores. I've been in grocery stores I have. where you'll have like those green packages that yes. have the tomatoes on the bottom or strawberries. Yes. And um, you don't know if something's rotten. You don't know if something's bottom. rotten on the bottom. Yes. Um, and I've had the experience where I get home and there's something is like is growing. Yeah. Rotten, <laughs> rotten. There was something rotten in the state of Denmark. It's their cheese. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. So Maud is feeling the bottom of things, all while arguing with Walter about. The pot. The pot. Um, and Harold. And and, and Harold and, and all that fun stuff. Yeah. And all the while she's like, are you sure the bottom isn't mushy? Is mushy? I've, I've had this happen to me before. And he goes, lady, you got to take your chances. Right. So she gives him the tw- she gives him the 50, se- 50 cents 50 for cents. a box of tomatoes. I wish. We should be so lucky. I know. So she takes the top of one half and the top no, of another half, half. And then that was yes, her. Yes. That was it. She slams the door in his face and goes about her day. Yes. Just... True to form mod fashion. Yes. But she she has a way with these... Uh, with these comers and goers. These solicitors that yeah. come to the door. Always. We've seen it before with I the mean, flower salesman. And- but I think that was just so new for the 70s. Mm. It was so new for sitcoms to see this very aggressively yeah. in-charge woman. Right. Um, especially because before that, you would have... You would have doting submissive uh, wives. You would have doting submissive women. You would have women who just weren't... Yeah, Mrs. Cleaver would not have taken uh, the top half of one and the top half of another. No. She would have just... She would have taken her chances. She would have taken just taken her chances, but... Even was not one for that. No. She was Maude not... Was, she was not having it. She was not one for that. So, not so now can more. we get into where all of a sudden now this starts... Um, the different, you know, prescription drugs. I have, I have them written down somewhere. Maud had taken two chlorohydrates and a yes, librium, the librium to make herself go to sleep. Yes. Carol had taken a Valium to go to sleep. Yes. And then when Carol was groggy in the morning, Maud hands her a Ritalin. Yes. Like, these are, yes. these are, I think, um, what did, what did Walter take? Um, I couldn't gosh, remember. I, can, I can't remember what, I don't remember what he took, but he, yes, but the, that's the great irony of this. That's episode, the great irony of this episode. Is that you know this kid is going alcohol to, and drugs? Yes, are used liberally, liberally, liberally yes. in this episode, and the child is being held in a prison for a quarter ounce of pot. Yeah, while all of these drugs are being dispensed as. As free as water is in a supermarket. Yeah, like the uh, they're giving out the the. Um, I mean, nowadays you do need a prescription for yes, them, but it's so much. Yeah, which which it's, brings it's a different so, story. Now. Which brings us to Arthur coming in. I think. <clears throat> well, you skipped. I skipped, skipped Florida coming in. You, sk- you skipped. I skipped we went so into much. The, we went into the kitchen, <laughs> and Philip was there for Philip was eating a few a seconds. Not he was eating knockwurst for and breakfast. He didn't have any time. Like the, I think it wasn't until the following episode or the next episode where we actually hear Philip speak. Yeah. Like in the first couple of episodes, Philip was just 
There was no. There, there, there might have been a one word or something. Word or yeah. yeah. But uh, um, yeah, so Maud offered to make breakfast, but he said no. She offered, she to, make said, it, she offered to make him an omelet, yes. and he said no, thank you. That's what that yes. was the line. He said yeah, no, no, thank you. you, and she said thank God if I had to cook this early in the morning I, again, because yes. you know grandmothers are supposed to be sweet yes. and, and 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 kind yes. and, and make their grandchildren cookies, but, but yes. not Maud. No. <laughs> She's like thank God I don't have to cook for this for this school. So Walt, Walter wanted her to make him him breakfast, and she's like, "Yeah, have the knockwurst. Have the knockwurst that Philip was just eating." And he complained he was going to get scurvy. <laughs> she threw him a lime. Yeah, the lime. She threw him a lime. But I mean, again, it's that hypocrisy where it's like, uh, don't feed the grandchild the knockwurst, the cold right. knockwurst, but feed your husband. Right. And uh, that was when Walter said, "If I have a diet like this, I'll get scurvy." Yes. And then she tosses him a lime. A lime, a lime. So good. Uh, so now that's when the doorbell rang, and it was... Lorraine. Her, no, Jeff. Her nephew, Jeff. When did Lorraine come in? Later. Later? Later. All right, so it was her It was her husband. It was her nephew, Jeff, who had the pot. Yes. And this is the only time we see Maud's nephew, Jeff. And he was supposed to have the pot. He was supposed to have pot, and he did not, because there was a big senior prom the night prior. Right. So, now, how would a senior prom take place in December? I don't know. I don't think they took that into consideration. Yes. They, but you know what? That all that stuff was continuity. Just yes. it happens. I'm sure. Also, with like um, being that it was like the first season, I'm sure like a lot of things were written like well months, in advance, months, months and, prior, years prior, and so probably nobody even knew like what order stuff was going to. Yeah. Have. But it's, that happens a lot with sitcoms where yeah. they'll just record, they'll write, they'll write the sitcoms out, then they'll record them, then they'll air them, mm-hmm. and that's how I think it went with this one. Yes, definitely. But it was just, it was amusing yes. to me. Like this aired in December, and he had mentioned a senior prom. Just yes. popery, popery. Uh, yeah. But because there was a big senior prom, Jeff did not have the pot. Right. Now, what's funny about this is that Maud earlier, like right before Jeff had said that was, you're always my favorite nephew, I love yeah. you so much, you're the best, you're the greatest, you're, you're this, the you're that, yada, 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 didn't have the pot, and suddenly it's, you're a loser, Jeff. He's a loser. You've always been a loser. Yes, he's a loser now. Um, uh, but then she's like pleading with him, saying, please, I need, just wait and hang around right playground. Playground, yeah, something, anywhere, just and, to find some pop. And as he leaves, he goes, great, I have to have an aunt who's ahead. Ahead. And as Maud closes the door, she starts walking, saying, Walter, I, what, head of what? Head of what? <laughs> Which, I, I can, I can, <clears throat> I can relate to that so much, because as far as like, the, Weed goes, I'm like, no, I can take I'm, a little no, no clue. I, I think I tried it in high school mm-hmm. and I just never liked it. I ne- it makes you jelly bright. Uh, it didn't even do that for me. It just mm-hmm. like, I just got like a very scratchy throat. Oh, I didn't yeah, really, that's true. It does dry I, out. I didn't really get, you know, a buzz or anything from it. I tell uh, you, I every time I have enjoyed, um, uh, I can say that it just, it doesn't really have much of an effect on me. It's just, it makes me tired. Uh-huh. It makes me tired and my eyes are bloodshot. Uh-huh. And then I get hungry afterwards. Uh-huh. But I tell you, there was one time I was at a convention in Maryland, and a friend of mine gave me an edible. And it was a gummy edible, uh-huh. where the THC, or the, either the CBT or the THC is much stronger uh-huh. than, in, than in marijuana. Okay. And, um... 
knocked me on my ass. Man. Really? It it knocked me for a loop. I was literally in bed just like, uh. <laughs> Drool coming down my mouth. I, and I was in full face. Oh, God. I was in full face and I was just zonked. See, I just have like no desire to experience that. And like I, I say, it does nothing for it. It does nothing. It, like it doesn't turn me on. It doesn't like. I mean, it does affect how I'm feeling. Mm-hmm. But sometimes I need to be in the right headspace to feel that way. Because okay. sometimes, if you're not careful, mm-hmm. you can have a bad. You can have a bad time and like have a really, really, really bad anxiety attack. Oh, yeah. Ooh. I've I've heard a lot of horror stories. Oh. I've definitely heard a lot of horror stories. Um, but you just it, it's the same thing with any drug in moderation. Yeah, everything in moderation. Yeah. I've just never, um, I've never. Now I don't know if this is because um, growing up, mm-hmm. my father was an alcoholic mm-hmm. and really bad, mm-hmm. and had some very bad experiences. And I, I think mm-hmm. that sort of just shaped me. That yeah, you know, as no, far that's true. as like I just never wanted, um, like as far as like drinking, like I could have, you know. I'm fine with having, like, one cocktail. But I could go, like, six months and not have anything. I don't... don't, It's like... You you have no vices. Not really. Not not for anything like that. You know, and as as far as, like, you know, like, I tried pot once or twice in high school. Like I said, didn't do anything for me. Never, ever tried... Touched it again. Or or anything else. Or anything else for that. You know, like, you know, people have, you know, tried cocaine and, and... you know, all kinds of things. I mean, the heavier, never the heavier stuff anything. is always going to be around. The heavier stuff is of always going to be Of course, around. yeah. A Coke, meth, heroin, um, just all of those uh, category one or category five drugs. I, mm-hmm. think, I think category one's the worst. Mm-hmm. Category ones are like really, really, really bad drugs. Um, I think I need to, I might have my wires crossed. It's entirely possible. And my my wires are always be. crossed. It could certainly be. Um... But those drugs, they'll, you know, they've existed before us, they'll mm-hmm. exist after us, mm-hmm. and it's really, it's really unfortunate, but the amount of pill popping in this episode... Oh, wow. ...was just... now They I were like M&Ms. Like, like, now I know why there was an opioid crisis, and why yeah. there still is an opioid crisis. Yeah. Um, it, it was... Whew. So that was... Yeah. Uh, um... So, um, she tells, she kicks Jeff out, basically. She kicks Jeff out, and so that get, was... They get the pot. Get the pot as fast as possible. Now, that's when Lorraine comes comes in. Well, I think Maud went back into... Maud went back into, into the, the kitchen, kitchen to continue arguing with Walter. With Walter. Like, that's yeah. when Lorraine came in. Yeah. And, and saying that, you know, everybody's ready. Everybody's on their way. It'll be, I think, two girls in one car, and then the eight other girls, the seven other, six or seven other girls will be in the Lorraine's VW. Volkswagen. The VW, yes. <laughs> it's like, the joke is because, you know, um, the, the VW was the, you know, the bug. <laughs> I was going to say, a tiny, tiny car. You're not fitting that no. many women in one car. No, you're not. So that was what, that was what the joke was. And uh, uh, Maud, of course, um, she's um, trying to get Lorraine to just go, go without, away and go without them. Go without Just her. so that because Maud wants to make sure that she can get the pot because yeah. Lorraine doesn't know that she doesn't have the marijuana. Actually, Lorraine, Lorraine questions And Lorraine her. asks, do you, you, have the, you have the pot, right? <laughs> and of course, Maud intruded from fact, of course of I course do. Of course I have it. Of course <laughs> I do. Um... Oh, 
So, so she sends Lorraine, she sends Lorraine, Lorraine away. Off. That's when Carol now comes in. And she's exhausted. Yes. She's exhausted because she was overhearing Maud and Walter argue the night prior. And, and Maud tells us they weren't, they weren't arguing. She was just talking loudly. Okay. Because Walter was trying to sleep. he was trying to sleep. <laughs> and that's why Carol took up a Valium. And so now uh, Maud wants to give her a Ritalin for a, a pick-me-up. To a pick uh, I, I never understood Ritalin as a pick-me-up. I don't know. I always thought it was meant to calm a person down. I don't know. I don't know. I, Maybe back then it was a it was know, a different felt, chemical or a different formula. They felt it was at a different reaction. Who I knows? Guess. I don't know. Who I knows? Know. So Maud is now asking Carol if she if she knows anyone who knows can get anyone pot. that can get through the pot. And Carol says no. She doesn't know anybody that does that smokes that grass. Smokes. And Carol, uh, Carol, Maud, of course, goes. You know, you raise a daughter, and what happens? She turns out all right. So, you know, Maud Maud is like, you know, where is she going to find somebody to get her marijuana? That's when when Florida Florida comes comes in. (laughs) And she says, Florida, I have to ask you a favor. We're family. And Florida, of course, is like, I don't see the family. I don't see a family resemblance. (laughs) And Maud is, you know, tell her that she needs uh, marijuana. And Florida, of course, is like, she's. That she only does Dr. Pepper. <laughs> I'm a Dr. Pepper girl. He's a Dr. Pepper girl. I do love Dr. Pepper. I, I enjoy to, Dr. Pepper. I, have I, to I need to be in the right mood for dark colored sodas. Yeah, really? I do. I, I mean, I try not to drink any of that stuff just because it's so. Awful I know it is. Me. It is bad. It's so terrible. I, I have to. I have to admit though. Yesterday, mm-hmm. after doing my, you know, drag brunch, after doing your gig, yes, and you know, I had to drop Lady Labelle off at home, and you know, drive driving. Back home on the uh, on the Sunrise Highway. Yeah, not fun. I told I told I told Frank. I said, "I'm stopping at a Seven Eleven. You have got to get me a Coca Cola." <laughs> I felt like my my energy was like depleted. You know, I, was like, I I just need running that, on empty. I, I need that rush of ice, caffeine, and sugar. <laughs> and let me tell you, that'll do it. You take one sip and you're of like, that Coca Cola Slurpee. And, you know, and actually, you know what? I have thinking about it now because caffeine mm-hmm. and sugar—that you know, especially the caffeine—that is a stimulant. It is a stimulant. It is a stimulant. And they have caffeine tablets. They oh, have yeah. caffeine tablets. They have sugar supplements. They yes. have all that fun stuff. Yes. And so, uh, I guess in a way, I was, um, you know, no, no different than everybody in no the, different this than everybody episode. else. Especially, you know, especially in, in the episode we just you watched. You druggy, you. I know. You addict, you. I know. I, uh, that makes me think of, um, I don't know, you probably wouldn't remember it. Um, Driving. Welcome back, Cotter. Yeah. Um, the, when uh, 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 John Travolta, John Travolta's character, uh-huh. Barbarino, like they would pretend to be like, uh, he was pretending to be like a drug addict. And he would do like, give me drugs. Give me drugs. <laughs> You know, and it was like my father liked Welcome Back, Connor. I I, love that show. I I need to be in the right mood for it because sometimes I watch it and I'm like, this has aged like cheese. Oh yeah, this has aged like a banana. Yes, um, <laughs> but of course for me, you know, young little gay boy, um, seeing John, John Travolta, Travolta he, those, was t- he was he a was a originally a. Rock. A teen idol. He was a teen idol. He, he was, was a, a teen idol. I mean, I remember him I being mean, on he was... American Bandstand, and he had some. He had some like uh, some teeny bop uh, uh, um, records. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, uh, I forget. Yeah, what he was, was a singer at one point. Yeah, but he. I mean, he yeah. was in Greece, so he. Yeah. A, but 
now he's mashed potatoes. Uh, yeah. Well, you know, I feel spud like myself at times. <laughs> so, what can what can you I disaster. say? What can I say? Um. So of course, um, Florida cannot get Maud any Florida marijuana and. And Maud was convinced that Florida could because, you know, she's just black and she knows musicians. She must know musicians. And just, you know, jokes like that are not fun. No. You don't hear jokes like that anymore. I mean, you insert, it depends on the media. Mm -hmm. It depends on the medium where you hear jokes like that. Mm -hmm. Like, you might hear jokes like that on Family Guy or... American Dad or animated shows where, like, you can sort of get away with jokes like that. Right. Um, but not in uh, not in sitcoms of the day. No. Not, in, not in sitcoms of today. So now Arthur comes in. And he has and a he hangover. Is, he is hungover. He is very hungover. What did he have? A, he had a convention or something? There was some party Doctors. that he was at, some doctor convention that he was at the night yeah. before. Right. Um, yes. And just, again, he was very, very stimulated. Yes. Um, oh, and I think that's when Walter is asking him for more, uh, more prescriptions. Second all and Middletons and Libriums. Libriums. Yes. Milltowns. 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 And these are all drugs that are certain stimulants for, you know, any, just, any reason at all. Some are uppers, some are downers. Yeah. Um, and just like it it really points out the hypocrisy and the irony of and even Carol points it out. Yeah. Like Carol points it out saying, like, you're you're dispensing drugs like they're going out of style, and you're also like hung over from a party la- party last night from drinking too much alcohol. Like, and then there's this kid mm-hmm. who is now arrested for having right. just a quarter ounce of of pot on him. Right, right. And I think, and, and Arthur, even being hung over, he, he, he has Walter make him a Bloody Mary. Yeah. He's like, get me a Bloody Mary, yeah. I'm dying. Yeah. Um, and he makes it for him. But he, Arthur had mentioned how he should have had it in joint form. Because joints are a misdemeanor. Yes. If he I had think only it was had a couple, three, three uh, where is three, it? No. Three, yeah, if he, had, if he only had like three joints... The punishment does not fit the crime. That was what that was one of the things that happened because again, this was during a time when marijuana was just starting to become illegal. Mm-hmm. Or I mean, marijuana had always been illegal. Yes, and there were like there were punishments for it. So four joints is a misdemeanor, and a quarter ounce is a felony. Felony. Yes. So hello. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness gracious. Mm-hmm. Yes. But yeah, they were they were discussing that. And yeah. of course, you know, Maud and Carol are like it, this is this is not a question of morality. This is not a que- like this is just the punishment does not fit the crime. Right. And Arthur goes on one of his conservative right-wing rants saying, yes. it's a moral issue because once you have people smoking pot and getting high, then you have Jane Fonda." Yes. You know what it all leads to? It all leads to Jane, Jane Fonda. Fonda. Yes. And then Walter says, uh-huh. if it leads to Jane Fonda, why the hell not? <laughs> yes. Well, of course, back then, back then, Jane Fonda had gotten herself into a lot of um, trouble. Yeah. A lot of controversy. Yeah. Because um, she uh, posed... I mean, even today, she's still getting arrested for protesting. Yes. But uh, at that time, she was posing with... Uh, she went to North Korea and was posing with the, the North Koreans. Yeah. And that's when the uh, they started calling her Hanoi Jane. 
That was her. Oh, yes, yeah, so that's the exp- that's where the expression that's comes the expression from. comes from. Yes, that's the you know, especially a lot of the um, the Vietnam uh, vets. Yeah. Were very very I outraged. Mean, there, were, there were a lot of celebrities that were against the war in Vietnam. Yeah, there were a lot of like Eartha Kitt, Jane Fonda. Um, oh God, Mister Smith goes to Washington. Oh, what is his name? Oh, um, what's his name? I can't remember. You know his name. I know his name. I can hear his voice <laughs> right now <laughs> from a. Uh, uh, it's a Wonderful Life. It's yeah. Why <laughs> is his name escaping? I think he was also against the war. Was he? Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm pretty sure. All right. And the I'll name, check the name will pop the pap will pop back yes. into my head at some point. Oh my god, that's it's gonna bother me. We yeah. have technology at our fingertips, but still we decide so to try and search the confines of our we're, mind. We're too we're too lazy we're too lazy to uh, actually look something. I tell like you, that not about. to be not to be off topic or anything. Okay. But there are days when I am like scrolling through Facebook or scrolling through Tumblr or TikTok, and I will get this idea to start searching for something that really peaks James Stewart. James Stewart. Thank, Thank you, Google. You. Thank you, Google. Uh, yes, Stewart. Jimmy Stewart, I think, was also against against the war in Vietnam. But, um, yeah, there are times when I'm, like, scrolling through the internet and just saying, you know, so let me let me look up something. And then I'll open a tab, and it will lead me to something that I was already interested in. So I'll start scrolling there, and I'm like, wait, no. You're falling there into was, the Google hole. There was something else I wanted to look up. Yes, what was I going to look up? That's the original thing you were going to look up, because... And then you know. the word Alz- then you have like Alzheimer's disease floating through your head. Like, right. am I am I losing it? Yes. Am I am I just getting old? Yes, to all those questions. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and may I remind oh. you that when it's your time to go, I'll remember this moment. I know you will. I know you will. Uh, and Arthur even has he even has the nerve to ask Walter for more vodka. Yeah, more vodka in the Bloody Mary. And he's getting ready to go. You know, to work. He's shaking. His hand is shaking. And he's like, well, thank God I don't have to operate on anybody. And then Maud goes, thank God for him. Yeah. What about the person he would possibly be operating on? Yeah. You know, and and Carol Carol had called called Arthur out about that. And um, um, again, Carol is, Carol in certain episodes will usually be the voice of reason. Yes. And if she was not, here. She was definitely here. But if not Carol, then Maud will usually be the voice of reason. Or the right. housekeeper will be the voice yes. of reason. Yes. But it's it, it's always usually Maud versus Walter or Maud versus Arthur. Or I don't think there's ever been a point in time where it was Maud versus Florida. Mm. Um, there may have been like one or two episodes where it was a story about Florida mm-hmm. that Maud was butting into. Because, of course, she's a meddling person. She has to do. She has um, to butt in. One of the things that I want to point out is that... When, in the beginning of the episode, when Maud and Walter were arguing, um, our, Walter says, uh, Walter says something that Maud comes back at with, what police precinct is going to arrest upper middle class white women? Right. As a matter of, I have it written down. Where do I have it written down? Because we have notes. Yes. And, and we're, oh my goodness gracious. We take proof. Proficient notes. We take profi- the most proficient notes, even though my handwriting is god awful. We can't read what we've actually written, <laughs> but we, we have the notes. No one is going to arrest a group of middle-aged, upper-class white women. Which is a very Karen thing to, to, to hear I think Maud would, Maud would be a modern Karen. Yeah. 
Maud, I think, would be a modern coward. Only under certain circumstances. In certain circumstances, yeah. Especially if she feels that she's right. Yeah. So, which, most of the time. Which, yeah, most of the time. Um, I mean, think about when she got the ticket. And the, the, the you know, the cops... She uprooted a mighty sequoia that day. Yeah. She was just unrelenting in her... Like, I mean, the motorcycle cop had to, like, you know, literally follow her into, into that her house. house. And, you know, I mean... Looking and at again, it that's, now, it's like, it's like, that's a very Karen. It's a very thing. Karen thing to say. It's also white privilege. Yes. To be able to say that no police precinct, regardless of, of um, possession, will arrest a middle class white woman. Or an upper middle class white woman. Right. Especially someone who is even slightly wealthy. Right. And it really, it, it sort of dangles in front of your face when it comes to um, the prison system. Mm-hmm. Because the prison system is predominantly made up of... Minorities. Minorities. Yeah. And marginalized people. Yes. And it's just... It's... <sighs> Again, I'm not, it's another one the, that... The, the majority of people in prison, the majority are minorities. Yeah. So it's kind of... I know. mean, the argument is that slavery never ended. It just became the prison system. Mm. That's a hot take that nobody's ready to discuss yet. Mm. But we are. Yeah. If only for five seconds. Yeah. Because it would be a lot. Yeah. <laughs> and again, like as we've mentioned in other episodes, we are only two white queer individuals, so we can only speak on the white queer experience. Yes. But it's true. It's true. But any Hoozle Beans. So Arthur, form, he's got to go to work. And Arthur has to go to work, shaking like a God, Drunk. God. He's drunk. He's God high. God bless he's the person who he's going to be treating God bless day. the highway that he has to drive on. Yeah, so now Florida comes in and she has the pot. She has the pot that Jeff's friend got got for her. Yes, and he, and he, and he dropped off and she needs, she needs you know, $20. she doesn't know what it is. She doesn't know what it she is. She didn't know what it was. Um, and she needs the 20 bucks. To, she get, she needs the 20 bucks, so yes. Walter pays Florida. Yeah. Uh, and as Walter pays Florida for the pot, Maud grabs the pot and goes, oh, Florida, Florida, there is a pot fairy a pot after fairy. all. Yeah. And Florida takes takes. Yeah, it was like a second there where they're like um, pot fairy. Yeah, there was a close up of of, of Florida. Close up of Florida. She goes funny. He looked normal to me, which was as I as I even mentioned to Tony, I'm like it's a gay joke. Yeah, it's a gay joke, and it was not a good one. Not a good one. I didn't find it funny. Neither did I. So, but I think during the '70s, like the term fairy was yeah like. Fairy, Mary, Sissy, Pansy. Like, yeah. these were all words and terms that were thrown around. And all the names of drag queens. All the names we know. of <laughs> Sissy, Pansy. Sissy, Pansy. We know them. We, know, we do know them. We do know them. <laughs> um, so it's just, it's interesting to see jokes evolve mm. from from where that is. Mm-hmm. Because you would never get away with calling somebody a fairy on national television nowadays. No, no, no Absolutely. not today. No. We've come no. such a long way, and yet yes. still, here we are. Yes. So, um, but but now Walter takes the pot away from Maud. Saying, I paid for it. Right, he's not going to give it back. I think one of the interesting <clears throat> expressions was the, uh, again, I have it written down, the rights of the individual stop when it affects the marriage. Yes. And that was sort of where, that was sort of the direction where they were going because, you know, Walter paid for the pot, therefore the pot is his, it is not Maud's. Right. Um, and Maud's like, no. No, that's not how this is going to work. And they had this big argument about um, obeying because I think yes. Walter said something that triggered Maud. What did Walter say? 
Mm. Walter, I think Walter called her. Oh, he he's he's not giving her permission. He wasn't giving her permission. Wasn't giving her permission, and that was like you know, that triggers Maud. That is a trigger for Maud because Maud is a militant feminist. I, I have to have to be totally honest Uh-oh. now. Um, I do. Rec- that's like a trigger for me. I figured as much. That's that's a trigger for me because there was. I remember one one time my husband and I were were having were having an argument. And he he actually said uh, he used the word forbid to me, and I'm gagged. Um, that was the one <laughs> only time he used the word forbid with me, because when when Can I, I asked what it was in reference to, um, <laughs> I wanted I, I I was I was going I was going somewhere, and actually I told him you know um, you know. Uh, it was it was a, it was pride, and I was going I was going to uh, the Eagle mm-hmm. with um, with a friend, yeah. and told him you know c- you know come meet us, yeah. And he he was he was like he was like I'm not going, and I, I forbid you to go. And I was like you forbid? you forbid. I for I was I was and that was that was it. I was I was like you know I, I was like yeah I, I'm I'm a I'm a grown man. I make my own money. It's it's like. I was like, nobody is gonna is gonna tell me that they forbid me to do, to do. Especially, you know, I was like, I wasn't, I wasn't, you know, I was, I wasn't, I was going just to like socialize. You weren't going again, and, and told him to and told him to come. come. So it wasn't like it wasn't like uh, you know, oh, I'm 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 going I'm going to the to the bar, and uh, you know. Uh, I'll be home when I get home, and you know, d- you know. It's not like you were being a dirty stay out. No, it wasn't. I was like, you know, a, a friend had come up from Florida. It was Pride. Yeah. Um, we had gone to the parade, and then you know, it was like we we're going like afterwards to yeah. like you know socialize, and 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 I invited him like because he had he had had work, and so I said, you know, you know, don't go home. Come come meet us. Yeah. And he was like, you know. Um, he used the word forbid. And, and that was the end of that. Yeah. That Did you make a, him sleep on the couch that night? I think so. <laughs> I think so. Yeah. It's it's funny when it's funny when another person tells another person that they don't have permission to do a certain thing. Mm-hmm. Um, because I, I, I will use another, I will use an example that I was a part of mm-hmm. when I came out. Mm-hmm. I had to come out to my family three times. Mm-hmm. And each time was met with bitterness, anger, and sadness. Okay. Um, and every time was almost like my my family just did not want to believe it. And every time it happened, I was always met with resistance. Uh-huh. And the resistance was strong with my family. Mm, I bet. Um, I remember the Italian American families. Place, yeah. Please, mm-hmm. please. Place. Mm-hmm. Um, the first time it happened, my. Uh, how old were you? I was twenty. Okay, I was twenty when I came out, and my uh, my mother found out about it. And the first words out of her mouth yes. were, "You just broke my heart." Oh, and I'm like, I'm a mama's boy, so like as soon as I hear that, I'm oh, like, "You're crushed." Yeah, I'm devastated. Devastated. Yeah. Um. So I'm like, I, I'm sorry. I don't know what to do. Like, this is who I am. This is what this is what's gonna happen. And I immediately start calling friends of mine that already knew mm-hmm. that I've already told mm-hmm. my mother thought that they all influenced me. Ah. So because of that, 
Um, she was she was very hurt that I was telling all of these people mm-hmm. whom either knew or didn't know, and she was just really hurt by that. Did they ever like use the um that logic? Like, thinking, like, well, maybe it's just a phase. Maybe you just haven't met the right girl. It's- oh, that was the second time I came out. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so I want to tell, I want to the first because I've, yes. never, I've never expressed this in a, in, a, in, a, in a setting like this before. So, um. This is raw. This is, this is raw, real raw. <laughs> as raw as my date last night. Oh! But I'm bummed. Try the veal. So- <laughs> We'll be here all week, kids. Um, servers. (laughs) So my, the day goes off. Like my mother is like really, really, really devastated. Mm -hmm. Um, She comes into the room and she just cannot look at me. She cannot look at me because as soon as she looks at me, she starts crying. So because she's crying, I'm crying. We're all sad. It's really, really. I'm not crying. You're crying. Exactly. (laughs) Really big, really dramatic. So Uh, I am just, I am sobbing at this point. And uh, what am I watching? The Golden Girls. Of course. Because I need something to balance out the fact that I am am sobbing my eyes out. Of course you do. So the day continues and then my father comes home. Oh. Oh yeah. It's a party. It's a real party. My mother it takes him outside and is crying. No. My father thought we lost the house. Oh. So she tells him, and my father turns to my mother and says, and my mother told me this. He laughed. He laughed and he said, there's no way my son can be gay. Oh. And I'm, uh, when, when my mother said that, I, was, I just rolled my eyes and I'm like, great, this is exactly where I'm supposed to be. He takes me outside. Mm-hmm. I'm texting my cousin frantic mm-hmm. because I'm like, I'm going to die. That's just, I'm going to die. So he takes me outside, and I see my mother in my jacket, in one of my jackets, mm-hmm. like just just weepy-eyed. My father holds my shoulder, and he says, have you ever sucked dick before? I'm oh. like, okay, I'm going to go die in a hole now. Oh, God. Um, so that was oh. that was a thing. Oh, lovely. Um, and I said, just no, what you want to hear. Just what I want to hear from my father. Just what I wanted to hear from my father. Have you ever sucked dick before? That's what every gay child wants to be asked by their parents. What? What? No child wants to be questioned about anything sexual, sexual they've done by, by their parent. I mean, just saying it sends shivers down my spine. Um, ah. So because of that, because I had said no, my father took the initiative and says, well, then how can you be if you if you haven't? And I'm like, I'm sorry. I did not know that dick sucking was going to be a barometer for figuring out where I am as far as oh, it is. Your father knew more than you. <laughs> I didn't you know that. Where, where you are on the gay scale. Where I am on the gay scale is determined by how much penis I've had yes. in my mouth. Yes. So we apologize for the graphic graphic imagery that we're putting in front of you, but like this is sort of part of the part of this idea that yes. it's about control. Mm-hmm. It's all about control. Mm-hmm. The second time I did it, um, my mother told my father. Now, first and foremost, um, I had told my siblings because my 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 sister, mm-hmm. my my gorgeous sister, mm-hmm. said to me, "You set a bad example for the gay community by dressing in drag." Oh. Had the nerve, the audacity to say this to me of all people. So when she said that, I'm like, what? How how do you know? So I asked her, how do you know what is it what is an example for the gay community? My yeah. brother then says, because it was my brother, my sister, and my mother, they were all sitting on the couches. Uh-huh. And um my brother turns to me and goes, Well, how do you know? 
I said, well, if it ain't obvious by now, I must not be doing my job. They, my brother and my sister, got up, walked out of the house. My brother turned to my mother and said, good luck with them. <laughs> my mother turns to me and she goes, what was that all about? I'm like, we're not discussing this because the last time we did, I was a mess and you were a mess. Oh. So, of course, father comes home. Oh, God. And my mother says, oh, do you know, like, remember what happened years ago with Thomas? Three years ago. Three years ago to the day. Mm-hmm. Do you know what happened with Thomas? All those years ago. He says, Yeah. She goes, well, he's at it again. Ugh. Storms into my room and says, stop hanging out with buttholes uh-huh. and start dating girls. Father of the year, oh. ladies and gentlemen. Wow. Father of the year. And that's all you, that's all you needed that's to all do? That's all I needed to hear. Oh. All I needed. <laughs> and that was all you needed? To, if you had just done I that, needed. you would have been straight. If I had done that, oh, I would be straight. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, the answer was so simple. <laughs> So that night, I uh, either that night or the day after, I was at a friend's house, uh-huh. and I had wrote a very long letter because oh, I'm like, "There's, there's no coming back now. Yeah. I've come out twice. Like this is the, this is the, this is the, this is the last straw." Right. So I wrote a very long letter. Uh, my friend's cousin proofread it uh-huh. uh, and edited it accordingly. Oh lord! And she goes, "There's a lot of anger in here." I said, "Yeah, yeah, yeah there is a lot of anger in there." So I went home. Packed a bag, mm-hmm. left the letter on the table, mm-hmm. and went to my friend's house to stay there for about, about a week. Oh. Um, that night, mm-hmm. when I left the letter, I got voicemails, phone calls, everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first voicemail that I listened to was my mother screaming at me. Oh, boy. Saying, um, I, think, I think she said, Thomas, this is your mother. If you don't get your effing A home right now, I'm going to drive to your friend's house and pull you out by your hair. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, when I say I'm dramatic, you know where I get it from. Um, but then after that, I stayed at my friend's house for a little bit, called family members, and I was just like, what do I do? Mm-hmm. How do I handle this? Mm-hmm. How do I deal with these very controlling, very aggressive individuals? And they were like, you know, you're just going to have to deal with it. And I'm like, great. Thanks for yeah. you guys. Truly appreciate you. Um, so I finally went home uh, after a couple of days mm-hmm. because my mother had said, you need to get over yourself. <laughs> I. I need to get over myself. I need to get Okay. okay. Sure. Yeah. Outstanding. Really about that. Um, so I went home and then it was me and my... It was me, my mother, and my sister. Me, my, my mother, and my father. We were all sitting down, and my father was asking like potpourri, like, "How's everybody doing? What's going on?" And then he turns to me and he says, "What about you?" I said, "Well, I'm working right now. What more do you want from me?" He goes, "That's not what I mean." I'm like, "Why are we having this discussion now? Why can't you just leave well enough alone?" And because I think I had written in the letter like Jesus created me in His image. Like, why are you? Why are you not accepting me in this way because of right. God? Right. And he goes. Jesus did not create you this way. And I'm like, okay, we're not having this discussion anymore. So before we started screaming at each other, my mother said, stop. She turns to me and she goes, are you happy? I said, yes. She goes, all right, then that's that's the end of it. There you go. But boy, howdy, getting from, getting, oh yes, from there to here, I'm surprised I'm still standing. Oh my lord. So controlling husbands. Yeah. Controlling husbands. But welcome, welcome back to God will get you for that Walter. Not Tom Cat the miniseries. <laughs> Tom Cat. The man, the woman, 
The queen. The qu- correct. Correct, in fact. So because Walter says, uh, I do not give you permission, permission yeah. Maud goes on a tirade. Yes. Saying, you do not give me permission. You don't How- own me. You don't own me, Walter. You don't own me. You don't own me. Careful, careful. We'll get demonetized. We will get demonetized. It's true. <laughs> um, so uh, Walter is saying that um, he's going to call uh, a girl from work. And uh, a young chippy, yeah, who thinks his bald spot is cute, and he shows it to Maud. He shows it to Maud. <laughs> he literally waves his head, look, uh, turning, yes. turning his head to Maud. I can understand where he's coming from. I can't. I'm just. <laughs> My hair's already gone the way of the dodo. <laughs> so um, while Mo- while Walter is on the phone saying, "Hey, it's Wally, baby." Yes, um, Wally, baby. How about I've heard Walter okay. referred to himself as Wally. Only when he wants to get under Maud's skin. Oh, that, okay. That's a trigger for Maud. Okay. Um, um, so, while Walter's on the phone with this young young chippy, in quotation marks. Yes. Who is that in reality? It's, who, exactly, it's, it was it's Arthur. Arthur. Yes. It was Arthur. Um, he goes, yeah, we have plans for this weekend. We'll, we'll, we'll go and make a big thing of it because Maud is obviously going to be in prison. Right. Because she's being arrested for the right. possession. So he ends up saying, "What does he end up saying that causes Maud to just lose it?" Uh, I'm, I don't remember what exactly ma- made her lose. I think it, it was just him talking about making the plans. But, yeah, but she rips the phone out of the wall. Rips the phone out of the wall. Yeah, rips the phone out of the wall yes. and like is screaming. And she was in a very pretty dress doing it. Mm-hmm. Like she wasn't in her traditional pantsuits. No. Um. So she rips the phone out of the wall and goes. Ma- Walter goes. Maud, you just ruined my plans for the weekend. Right. How dare you? Right. Um, so Maud, I think, turns to him and goes, I think she tries to plead with him a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, which triggers Walter to say, so the rights of the individual do, do stop, stop when, when it, it affects, affects the, the marriage. marriage. Yes. Yes. Um, and that's when Flora, uh, Carol comes down. Um, I think also, I think Florida also came in. Oh no, Carol Carol came came down. Yeah. And I don't know exactly what happened. It was it was such a, a mis mismatch. There were a lot like there was a lot of things um, happening. I think Carol was talking to Walter and and uh Maud went into the kitchen and then Florida came out of the kitchen and said that uh Maud, What a woman that Maud is. Yeah, she Maud grabbed the a handful of oregano and, and left and stormed out the house. Uh, I think she said. Oh no, I don't even. Ha- I don't even have the quote that Florida said that Maud said. All I remember is that um, Walter had asked her why oregano, and Florida goes, "Well, maybe I think it's because she thinks my Italian food is terrible." Right. Right. <laughs> yes. Maybe yes. the way I cook Italian food is a crime. Right. <laughs> so after that, we finally cut to the police station, the police precinct. Yes, and all the housewives are there. All of the housewives are there. Rain and what. Comes in, they they start singing. We, we shall, shall overcome. overcome. Yeah, a uh, little cringy. Yeah, um, but Maud is telling them that she has the marijuana and she's going to go speak to the police the sergeant to, so that they can all be arrested. Yeah, that it's, was that's because that's the big thing. Yes. They all want to be arrested. It was almost like you know, oh, oh, we're all getting manicures today. Oh, yeah. we're, all getting, we're all getting arrested. We're all getting like, arrested today, was, girls. It was very. If you watch the episode through today's lens, right. it's a very hard episode to watch. Yeah. Because you're looking at these middle class, uh, you're looking at these upper class 
middle-aged white women yes. who were staging a protest and trying to get arrested right. for possession of marijuana. Right. When today it's like, oh no, we don't want to be arrested. No, 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 no. We can just right. protest in the streets. It's yeah. fine. Yeah. It's, it's not easier because mm-hmm. you'll still be arrested anyway. Yeah. Like, it's just plays. Let's not get started on that. It's an amendment! It's yes. an amendment! You have the right to protest! It's the First Amendment! You have the right to protest! Yes. Because uh, now, right now in New York, there's a legislature they're trying to put, put through, I think in Nassau, where yeah. like um, uh, police can sue protesters Excuse if they're injured. Me? Yes, it was on the news today. Yes, and... Um, I'm interested to see how that goes. Yeah, and, you know, like... Because, um, you know, it's only back the blue when the blue is behind you. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of, the, uh, you know, um, civil rights attorneys are saying mm-hmm. this is like... Um, they're trying to, like, uh, curtail freedom of speech yeah. and the right to protest. And There are so many things that are under scrutiny because of present political mm-hmm. motivations. It's really disgusting. Mm-hmm. Like, it's really unfortunate that this is where we're at right now as a country, where we are just that divided. Yeah. Where we are just that divided on literally everything. Everything. And it's all about the rights of the the rights of marginalized people. Yes. I think it's genuinely because marginalized people are finally speaking up and mm-hmm. they're tired of being stepped on, mm-hmm. present company included. Right. Like, how many times do we have to have anti-di- anti-discrimination laws about being LGBT? Right. Like, yeah. it's it's just, we are so, yeah. so divided. We are. We are. And then there's Maud. And then there's Maud. Um, so she goes to speak to the desk, char- desk sergeant. Played by Joe Campanella. Frank Campanella. Frank Campanella. Frank Campanella. Frank Campanella who, uh, the officer's name was Joe Lazario. Yes. Yes. Joseph Lazario. Joe. And he, re- and, uh, he reminded... And Maud insisted on calling him Joey. Joey, yes. <laughs> he reminded is her a, of the that, Pope. That is a power move. Oh, yeah. When you, like, take a person's name and don't call them by that name and instead turn, like, if, if anybody calls me Tommy, I will rip their hearts I out. I could never see calling you Tommy. Nope. That's why I call myself Tomcat. Yeah. It's two syllables, easy to say. Yeah. And it reminds you of Jerry. Yeah. And Tom. I, pre- I prefer to call you Pussycat, but... That- that's just me. That's just that's you. You've, you've, you. Honestly, I mean, you've no. earned the right to I've call earned the right. I've earned, earned the right to call you Pussycat. <laughs> so, they're oh, going They're going over everything. Yes. And uh, Maud obviously does not have pot. She has oregano in her purse. Oh, what, what's even funnier is he, he's, he's finally, like, relenting and he's going to arrest her. Ooh, and he's reading, like, what's your, what's your name? Maud Findlay. Mm-hmm. Are you married mm-hmm. at the moment? Barely. And then he has her age. What's your age? <laughs> And Maud does not want to tell her age because she is a woman of a certain age. But even her age was young. Yeah. Like, 47 is not old. Not not by today's standards. Not by today's standards. Look, I mean, she look at Jennifer Lopez. 52 years old and she looks like a freaking playboy model. Oh, God bless right? her. I write. Oh. Uh, so, so he says he's going to write down the age he, he thinks, thinks she is. looks. And she's, she's like, 47, 47 and I just saved your life. That's right. <laughs> I love that line. Literally oh, love that line so, line so much. Oh, my lord, yes. Um, so now, he, of course, when uh, she shows him the pot... There was a little back and forth. Like, yes. It was a little dry in certain areas when it came yeah. to, like, the back and forth. Yes. Um, but he smelled the oregano. He smelled he the oregano. Smelled the oregano because yes. he's Italian. He's been on it all his life. That's right. Um... Uh, I don't use oregano in my cooking, do you? Oh, yes. Really? Oh, yes. Can I have to be 
be in the mood for it. It has an interesting I always taste. Put, yeah, I always put it in my in my sauce. Now I know. Yeah. Yes. Now I know for future rep. Have you ever burnt it? No. Maybe that's I've, some very maybe that's something we could try. One I day. very 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 <laughs> very rarely burn anything. Uh, so now he's he's having he's having a rough a rough day. So she offers him a, a Dexamil. Dexamil. Offers, now offers him a pill. Right, and, and now I'm like I'm like well God if this was today it was like you you'd probably you'd probably get arrested. You never you would immediately for offering get arrested the cop, for like bri- that would be considered bribery. Right, that would be considered a bribe. Yeah. I genuinely think by today's standards, giving an officer a pill to pick him up would be considered a bribe. Right. That right. just... So now, a Maud... Baller move, though. Yeah. Like, right. baller move. Yeah. Like, yeah, here, yeah, you, a, can, you can certainly arrest me, but, oh, you're so exhausted. Here, here's one of my pills. Here, have a Dexamil. So, uh, she... You know, he doesn't want to arrest them. Yeah. So, she's threatening that they're all going to get naked... <laughs> <laughs> yes, they're going to stage a sit-in, they start just, naked. They start all start naked. to disrobe, and uh, then f- that I was going to say Frank, but then Joe calls over one of his assistants. What was one of the, the uh, uh, Collins? Yeah, no, Collins was the name of the kid. Oh, that's right, that's right. Howard Collins was the name. Yeah, of Howard him. Collins was the name of the kid that was arrested. Right, right. He calls over. He so calls over one of his assistants. Sergeant calls over one of the other one of the cops under him and says, "Here's what twenty bucks, something." Bucks? Yeah, and he tells him to go buy some pot. Go buy some. Go go to the corner and buy this lady some grass. Right, so that they like, can be arrested. And he goes. Like, there was a big laugh because right. obviously the hypocrisy of it all. Um, and Maud just gives him this incredulous look, like you. You know yeah. where it is? Yeah, and he's like, he's like, we know where it is, we just don't have time we to We don't have time to round everybody up. Yes. Um, and I think that's about when the, the phone, phone rings. rings. So the phone and the, rings. And the whole, like, tone of the episode. Just shifted. Like, yeah. Totally like, shifted. Because he looks at Moore and goes, lady, go home. Yeah, and he's just like, go tell home. Them, them to go home. Yeah, just get everybody, go home now. So Maud surmises and puts two and two together and says that was about the Collins kid, wasn't right, it? Right, right. What happened to him? Yeah, and the judge gave him three, three years. Three years for possession. A little, a little bit of pot. For a quarter ounce of pot. Yeah. Well, meanwhile, everybody else in this whole episode is, is drinking, popping second of all. Drinking pills. Middletons and Libriums. Dex, uh, Dexamils, chlorohydrates, uh, I mean, Valiums. Yeah, uh, yeah. So, but I think again, that I think is one of the beautiful things about a lot of Norman Lear shows is that he he that was his goal. Yeah. His goal was to point out the hypocrisy of American politics. Yeah, and, and, yeah well, not just politics, but also society, societal and norms. norms. And Absolutely, he really, really like he really did it in this one. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I, th- I genuinely think that during the 70s, his, his finger was on the pulse of American society during the 70s. Yeah. Because he had so many hits that dealt with a lot of these issues. Yes. That we're still talking about today. Yeah. So, so they all start leaving, and the desk sergeant pops the Dexamil. Pops the Dexamil and drinks some water. Yeah. And I think Maud was also mentioning his kids and, like, saying, how oh, would yeah. you feel if your kids... We're in the same situation as this Howard Collins right. kid, getting arrested, and for getting arrested for pop. possession. Yeah, and, and um, uh, <laughs> Joe ends up saying, "My kid turns on by putting by putting their yeah, toes they, in her mouth. She's two. Yeah, his kid is two. Um, 
So they go home. The Collins kid was arrested for three years for possession. Sentenced to jail for three three years. years. Yes. And um, the following, the epilogue of the episode is Maud saying, we're going to stage a picket. We have a thousand women all in the state of New York. They're going to protest in Albany. Albany, Outside the governor's house. Outside the governor's house. The governor's mansion. They've rented a bus. Right. And they're all going to go up and they're all going to picket. Right. So Walter is like, Maud, you're incredible. Like, what can I do to help? Because, you know. Right. They've obviously made up. Yes. And um, Maud says, oh, you've helped plenty. You rented you the rented bus. You rented the bus. <laughs> Good old Walter. Just, he didn't even know it. He didn't even know that he helped. He didn't even know he but helped. But it was the same thing as the episode with Maud and the Radical, mm-hmm. where um, he had made a donation, he that, made he a donation even, that he wasn't, even, wasn't a, even aware of. Wasn't even aware of. How much was it? I think a thousand dollars. It was a thousand dollars. A thousand Oh, uh, remember when a thousand dollars was a lot of money? Uh, yeah, not not anymore. I remember when a thousand dollars was a lot of money. I miss those days. Yeah. I wish that they would come back. I know. <laughs> I know. Oh, inflation is real, kids. Yeah. But that does conclude another marvelous episode of God Will Get You For That Walter. Yes. If you would like to follow us, you can at Findlay's Friendly Appliances on Instagram. You can follow us on Facebook at God Will Get You For That Walter. You can email us at Finley's Friendly Appliances. You can also follow us on YouTube at God Will Get You For That. So God Will Get You For That Walter and Finley's Friendly Appliances. You can email, check us out, all that fun stuff. All that good stuff. If you would like to follow me, you can at that Tomcat. I do have my own website. It's thattomcat.com. And if you would like to follow this gorgeous hunk of man right here, this withering raisin and sneakers that I call a mother, <laughs> you can act. Uh, uh, follow Tony Homeperm on Facebook and Instagram, and also my own website, TonyHomeperm.com, and that's Tony with an I. <laughs> she loves when I say that. I do, I do love when you say that, and I still stand by my statement. You are going to have your own one-woman show called Tony with an I. I already do, in my own mind. Well, that's where it'll stay, most likely, if you don't get out there and show it around to the people. I know. And if you would like to continue to listen to us, you can on Buzzsprout. We just got um, picked up by by iHeartRadio. And Apple Podcasts. And Apple Podcasts. I know. We're we're, we're We're official now, kids. We're everywhere. We made it. We made the big time, kid. literally are everywhere. We're everywhere. (laughs) We're like, savoir faire. That's right. Is everywhere. (laughs) That's us. Oh, my goodness. So thank you, friends, for listening to another episode of God will Get You For That, Walter, and we'll see you next time. Good night.